Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast in which myself and my friend Katie watch every episode of The Littlest Hobo and talk about them one by one. I'm your host, Stefan, and I'm joined by my aforementioned friend, Katie. Hello. And today we're going to talk about Season 1, Episode 4, Defector, which first aired on November 1st, 1979. And um, Katie, I was listening to these episodes, the first couple episodes, um, with my girlfriend, and uh, her only feedback was, (laughs) would you please shut up, Stefan, and let Katie talk? (laughs) okay all right all right so i like constructive criticism right i don't yeah. like it quite as much <laughs> well i aimed at you you know it's like, oh. <laughs> i thought you did an excellent job well thank you <laughs> you're welcome so you're gonna you're gonna report on this episode all right. and i'm gonna just throw wrenches into everything that's okay and i'm gonna throw wrenches into my own things i'm sure <laughs> okay great. all right but i'm gonna i'm gonna get started on episode four the defector okay so it starts off Hobo, he's already got a friend. They're wandering down the road. Again, no train. No, not a single train yet. Still, Still no. really thinking about that that sign-off that right. I have. I, a few more episodes, and then we might have to kill that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so the guy is walking along, and he's like, him and Hobo are getting a little tired. Uh, we learn that he's named Hobo Sport. So I gather they've been together for a little while. Not quite sure. Okay, um, uh, my question here is, <laughs> yes. like, the hobo in episode one was named Smoke because he came out of Cloud of Smoke. Yep. And the second and third, he's named Einstein because he seems to be a very smart dog. So there yep. seems to be, like, some situational naming of the dog. What situation do you think <laughs> led to the name of Sport? <laughs> uh, good question. I feel like maybe there was, like, a flag football game involved or like a basketball game and it was like Air Bud. I was going to say and do like, you think the littlest hobo was friends with Air Bud? Absolutely. They're 100%. I'm going to talk about it later, but they're definitely friends. They're definitely friends. <laughs> absolutely. They so you know think each they're other. playing basketball not like cuz hockey would be the more Canadian sport. It's true, although we still have not determined if this takes place in Canada. Right, that is fair. <laughs> so it's still in some weird Canadian United States limbo land. Right. So lacrosse that is the national sport of canada it is but it's also a very american prep school sport oh right i'm stumped (laughs) all right i'm just gonna keep moving on yeah (laughs) all right so car shows up and i don't know if you noticed but the man uh whose name i wrote down somewhere but whatever uh tries to wave it down i'm gathering that he's hitchhiking i think he's hitchhiking does he not know the universal symbol for hitchhiking because he literally just waves just do you mean do you mean like the thumb up the thumb up yeah okay he just waves anyway so the car pulls up in front of this gated drive guy gets out to grab like a phone i guess to get it open and this woman comes running out of the car like screaming for help uh the other guy with hobo just kind of stands there looking stunned she's yelling for help running towards him some bald man in aviators gets out and like tries to stop what's going on uh he opens up a switchblade okay very so much to unpack i know i have several notes (laughs) okay go uh the first one is in giant capital letters it just says sudden ballerina And then yes. I also have down groovy 70s score because it really has like, we talked about Danger Disco yes. like a couple episodes ago. This has like a cool... But it has like this kind of 
ethnic undertones. Yeah, well, you're like okay, it's mysterious Russians. <laughs> yeah, well, are they Russian? They ne- mm, never say they're yeah, Russian oh. in this whole episode. Spoilers. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but then Hobo shows up and starts barking, and they are terrified. Like, they're very scared of the hobo. Uh, the man who's with hobo says the beast will tear you apart. This beast will tear you apart. <laughs> I mean, hobo's just barking at them, and there's like three of them, and one of them has a knife. Right, and also they do um, they do a great shot of the littlest hobo where you see the guy. I think it's the guy with the aviators, the bald guy, and he's in the background, and like the hobo, the back of his head is in the foreground. So like you're seeing the back of the hobo's head, and you're getting these growling sounds. But it's very clear that the dog is just like panting and sitting there patiently. <laughs> my favorite bit though then comes. So while hobo's barking and the guy is saying, "My beast is going to tear you apart," this beast will tear you apart. The other one of the other henchmen like comes around behind the man and then karate chops him in the neck and he goes down. He's out like a light. It's <laughs> like it's basically a mix of uh, like a Star Trek right? Shatner Kirk chop and the Austin Powers judo chop. <laughs> judo chop. That's a perfect way to describe it. It's definitely that. And, and it hits him. Like, he judo chops him in the neck? Yeah, the neck shoulder joint. Yeah, like you kind know? of in the trap area. Yeah, yeah. And it knocks him completely unconscious. <laughs> Just out like a light. As a matter of fact, I think his line when he wakes up is, somebody turned out the light, sport. <laughs> Which is the next scene, him waking up, and he immediately realizes that he knows that woman from somewhere. He, call, he says, Anna, and he's like, I know that somewhere. Pulls out a newspaper from his bag, opens it, and there is just a full page of her face. <laughs> just her face and Anna Marcos Anna underneath Marco. it. <laughs> um, why do you think he has a newspaper in his backpack? I don't want to speculate yeah, on that because okay. <laughs> it could go many ways. Yes. Um, but yes, it's very handy right very there. Handy. And he knows her face very well. That's something we're going to learn in this episode is that uh, ballerinas are way more popular in the 1970s. Hugely popular, apparently. I, I couldn't name you a ballerina now. Uh, can you name a famous ballerina? I can. There's okay. that one whose name is Misty. Is that her name? She's very cool. She's, she's a ballerina? A, she's a ballerina. Okay. Yes. Uh, her name she's is the Misty. first. I'm, I'm, I believe you. Okay. I now I need to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Misty. Her name is Misty and she's, she's a, a ballerina. ballerina. Misty Copeland. Misty. Of course. How did I not know That's Misty right. Copeland? So I can name one. You can name one. <laughs> and because she was on Stephen Colbert. Okay. Anyways, he recognizes Anna. Uh, he knows also that newspaper had no articles on the other page. It was literally just like six columns. Of, like, text? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably the script. <laughs> right? What are my lines? <laughs> um, anyways, so a cop pulls up just conveniently, turns up. Uh, we know he's a good cop because he does not have a mustache. Right. Yes. Good so, cops don't have mustaches. No, very clean-shaven, all-American, you know? And as the man, whose name I really should remember, I have it written down somewhere, uh, is showing the newspaper to the cop. He just literally puts it right over top of Hobo's face. I don't know. You know <laughs> just blocks him right out of the shot. Just whoop, <laughs> look at this woman. <laughs> it's like, ah, nice. Uh, so he tells him the whole story, the ballerina, you know, being abducted and they have to go check it out. They went into this house. Uh, there's a lot of the cop making some ballet, like yuck, yuck jokes. There is. And it actually <laughs> kind of threw me for a loop because he says, uh, did she do a quick pas de deux for you? I know. Which I had to look up because I was like, 
I don't know what that is. Do you, do you know what that is? I ve- I think it's like a turn on point. It's a dance duet in which two dancers, uh, nope. uh, they dance together. And it's typically a male and a female performing together. So the cop, whose name is Charlie. Yes. Um, or n- another Charlie. Another. There's an- a lot of names that reoccur. There's a lot of reoccurring names. <laughs> so Charlie, he actually knows, A, knows the ballerina. That's- and B, knows a pretty technical like name for a for a dancer doing so there is a part where uh he says to the man whose name i can't remember right now <laughs> right. either he says uh you go to the ballet often i think that's a legitimate question i think charlie likes the ballet i think charlie secretly wanted to be a ballerina <laughs> also i just <laughs> looked at my notes the man's name is andy it's never said i only i found it on imdb okay so that's andy, why that's good i had no idea <laughs> andy yeah i was and, really rooting for him right <laughs> so uh andy and the cop uh, the cop decides he's gonna investigate you know he's gonna be a good cop uh so he calls the house and they let him in they drive up he brought hobo and andy with him right no backup just hobo and andy mm-hmm. even though somebody was kidnapped you think you'd call some backup uh, so they pull up to the house, guy comes out, Hobo goes and steals the scarf that the ballerina left in the car, uh, but then the cop, Charlie, makes notice or notices that it's an unmarked police car yes. that she was in. One, how does he know? It was unmarked. Right. They're probably a small department. They probably <laughs> like, only have one unmarked police car right. and everyone knows about it. And it like was, the whole town knows about it. Yeah. Oh, there goes the unmarked police there car. It is. <laughs> everyone be good. It is a weird color too, so it would really stand out. Yeah. It's <laughs> Is it like a lemon yellowy? Yeah. It's like yeah. It's like a nice... Mr. Clean's car. Yeah. Yellow. Lots of yellow in this. We'll talk about more of that it later. It is the 70s. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and he says something along the lines of uh, these thugs happen to be detectives. That's Charlie. Uh, and the cop who comes out claims that it's his wife's scarf. So everything's checking out. Uh, Charlie believes them. Uh, but Hobo knows the guy is bad. So he's barking at him. Mm-hmm. And they do a really good zoom into the guy's face just to you really know this is a bad man. <laughs> he is not to be trusted. Uh, so Hobo and Andy and Charlie leave. And uh, Charlie tells him to get, they have to get going and keep going. That's his advice. He says he does regular patrols in this area. So I don't know what he's patrolling. It's in the middle of nowhere. And also, if he patrols this area regularly, why doesn't he know whose house that is? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind (laughs) of weird because the road, at first I thought it was like an old highway. Like Yeah, it looks like a backwoods highway. Yeah, like it looks fairly well-traveled. It's a dirt road. The man is walking on it. Andy is walking on it. So I don't know a lot of hitchhikers and hobos. I don't know a lot of hitchhikers and hobos. So let's just <laughs> stop fair, there. Yeah. But I don't know a lot of that a hitchhiker or a hobo would walk on a, an unused road. Like you'd probably, if you're trying to hitchhike, you want to walk on a highway. You want to walk somewhere where there's people, right? Absolutely, yes. So it's probably, I thought it would be a main road, but it does have a weird house right off of it. Yep. And then also Charlie the Cop does regular patrols. So... I'm a little confused. Like, is it a, is this a frequently traveled road or is this not? I mean, I guess it's not really important, (laughs) but I would like to know. I know, right? It just, why is it being patrolled? Why do we see nobody else on it? And why is a hitchhiker on it? Right. So many questions. (laughs) Um, The other thing that happens is when uh, Andy is talking to the cop, Charlie, Charlie like notices that Andy has a necklace on, like a pendant, (laughs) um, which it becomes important later on in the story. And he does make a comment on it, but it. 
it's another thing I have. I have questions about Charlie that we'll uh, we'll yeah. get to. Yes, there's some interesting people in this. But anyway, so Charlie drives away without even ensuring that these people have, like Andy and Hobo have left because immediately after Charlie drives away, Andy turns around and jumps over the fence to go back. He's going to be a hero. And Hobo goes like around the fence and under it, like farther away. A very convenient hole under uh, the fence. Absolutely. Just, just German Hobo. shepherd sized. Hobo sized is perfect. So yeah, Hobo goes around and under, and then we cut to Anna in a room uh, with a vaguely Eastern European, think they're going for Russian because of the name, the defector, and what happens later, but it does not sound Russian to me. I don't know. That's, that's, I, that's the vibe I got. It was. Yeah. A, I thought they were Russians. They're, yeah, they're definitely on that spectrum. Uh, so he tells her that like her government is disappointed in her and blah, blah, blah. He's giving her the rundown. Uh she said, I can't remember how they get to this line, but she says, I dance for my country. I live for me. Very powerful line there, Anna. <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed. <laughs> right? It's just t-shirts. That's just going to be the new big slogan. Charlie already has that tattooed, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. He's already smitten, so, you know. <laughs> well, he, he wanted to be a ballerina, right? <laughs> right, yeah. That was his dream. His to protect goal. and twirl, I think, is probably the other <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> Yes. But yes, she, oh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. He had to become a police officer. <laughs> right. He couldn't be a ballerina. The 70s were not a nice time for, no. you know, men who were in touch with themselves. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, got to be tough. and. Bah. So, yeah, Hobo. So we do this bit with with Anna. Yep. And then the Hobo, I'm sure you're going to talk about this, but like, so Andy's jumped the fence. Yep. And they decide to go through the greenhouse they to get in. They do, yes. The greenhouse that is, atta- like, I know some houses have solariums attached to mm-hmm. them but like really the greenhouse, greenhouse is, attached is directly attached to the, to the house. house okay sure but yeah hobo breaks in and quickly he <laughs> I, no problem I he's down, done this before i think the hobo who has bat sonar or like he's <laughs> yes. studied the blueprints of the house <laughs> yeah because he knows exactly where there's like a one little broken window with some mesh over it and he like he jumps through it he comes down to where the door is and he there's a there's a wooden handle over the door and he doesn't actually like pull it out of a hook. He nope. just kind of like bumps it with his nose and it flies up into the air. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. And Andy's in. <laughs> yeah, and then they're good to go. They're good to break in. I also noted at this point that security at this place is terrible considering they're holding someone hostage. Yeah, they they um <laughs> they never close or lock doors. In fact, they the doors don't even really seem to be nope. anything in this place. Nope. And there's nobody walking around patrolling until later on and like they just waltz into this place. Hobo knows where he's going. He like leads Andy up the stairs. They go to the wrong door first and Hobo's like, "Nope." and goes to the next door. Does his little scratchy thing on it. And then the guard, who must be the dumbest man alive, <laughs> doesn't even go, who's there? Or, like, what's going on? He just opens up the door to be punched by Andy. <laughs> well, he opens up the door and he looks down at the dog for <laughs> yeah. a full three seconds, like, just <laughs> yeah. confirming, yeah. you're a dog. Mm-hmm. No questions, nope. no reaction. Nope, just and dog. Yeah, Andy, Andy one punches him. J- yeah, one punch man. Yep. He's, and the guard is down. And then, so he goes in, He's Anna's like, who are you, mom? The damsel in distress, save me. Uh, and then they have a whole scene of exposition about mm-hmm. how she's defecting from her country, and they don't want her to, and that's why they're holding her hostage, which gives the guard enough time to wake up, go tell people, and then be waiting at the door so that they can get captured as they leave. Yeah, as soon as they try and leave, <laughs> right. they get captured. Just capture number one. 
Yep. Yeah. Well, two for her, but one for them. One, yeah. <laughs> one for them is a couple. Uh, so, yes. Uh, what do I got next? Oh, yes. And as they're delivering that exposition, I don't know if you noticed, there was some really random five-second violin music. Next, they take me back to my country, and I'm prisoner for the rest of my life. They're going to have to catch us first. And then it no, goes back into like the regular music. It's so random. <laughs> it's okay. just like this little Russian <laughs> violin stuff. And then back to normal hobo music. Somebody thought they were being very clever. They're yes. like, I'll have a motif for Anna, you know, yeah. every time she shows up. And then they did it once. They're like, this is hard, man. Yeah, no. I'm not. This is like that college intern we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got to put my flair on this. <laughs> and then gets beaten down. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, and gets their soul crushed. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, yes. So when they're captured, now they're, th- they're captured, the Russian leader is threatening to throw them out of a helicopter into the ocean, which is 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. So again, I wonder where they are. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I hope you enjoy skydiving from 10,000 feet. Yes. Without a parachute. Without a parachute. And I'm like, Hobo's probably done that. <laughs> he absolutely has done that. <laughs> right. He does love skydiving. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, his, it's his thing. Right. It's he his is jam. an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. So... Uh, and Hobo just kind of, I think he's supposed to run away, but it's a very casual trot. It's really good. <laughs> like, so he like, he picks up and, and I'm using air quotes, you can't see him. He runs yeah. away. And one of the guys says, get that dog and kill him. <laughs> and the Hobo like leisurely walks down two flights of stairs. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed this because I only noticed it on the second viewing. Hobo trips on the carpet. I didn't notice that. Oh, poor Hobo. As he comes around to the second set of stairs, he like pulls the carpet. He actually slips on it a little bit. Like, there's a full eight seconds of Hobo running down the stairs where they could have shot him like six times. Right? Yeah. Like he's so just casual about the whole thing. Uh, the goons are the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hobo casually gets away, gets yelled at. We cut to the two goons who are outside now looking for Hobo. And they have this whole conversation, a whole, it's like two lines, about uh, how they're not dealing with an ordinary dog. Yeah. Like they know this dog is special. That's right. <laughs> and so I'm like, what do they know? Is Hobo Russian? Is this like a super soldier program? Oh, or he's like, the winter soldier. Right? And they, they've heard this legend and they're like, that must be him. <laughs> Again, his backstory. What is the littlest hobo in Russian? We need to find Ooh, out. We do need to find yeah. that. You can just edit it in right now. That's right. <laughs> it, I actually know what it is. It's really Malenke Predaga. Just like that. Just like I said. Just Perfect. Right yes, there. That was beautiful. Yeah. Was so good. Pretty we knew good. you knew Russian. Like if you could just do this whole thing in Russian. I could, but I won't. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fair because I wouldn't understand any of it. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so Hobo gets back into the house. He's going to go rescue Andy, who has been tied up in a basement or like some sort of weird pantry, gagged and bound. Hobo has no problem getting him out of that, of course, because he's awesome. Uh, the lieutenant is talking to, the, like the dirty cop, is talking to the Russian guy. Uh, he's getting cold feet. He kind of wants to leave. He doesn't want to be around just in case something happens. Uh, so Andy gets free. He's running out of the house. He yells, sport very loudly for somebody who is trying to hide. Sport! Sport! <laughs> like, that was my first thought is like, you just, y- the dog is right there. And You're you on the yell, front steps. Right? Sport! Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So he decides he's going to go and rescue Anna, but Hobo has to go get the cop. 
And he's like, how is the cop going to know like what I want? And Hobo just like paws at his medal. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, here you go. Gives him the medal so that the cop knows who he is and that he needs help. Yeah. So the, <laughs> yeah, the hobo, he does break in. He also like breaks through three doors, none of which oh, are locked or yes. or latched. <laughs> um, yeah, and they, they run out and the Andy gives him the medal. Um, and he has a quote here. I don't know. If oh, you I have it written down. Oh, yeah, okay. Because I know you go what you're going to say. It's... Tell me if this is what you had written yeah. down. Sport. I bet, I bet you, you could, could fly, fly an airplane, airplane if, if you, you had, had to. to. I bet you could fly an airplane if you had to. And I'm like, he absolutely could. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? Like the last time, well, the first episode when he parachuted out because nobody could fly the plane. I think he could have He could have, but he was just like, I'd rather parachute. Yeah, it's way more fun. Right? But definitely could fly a plane. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, so the man goes back into the house. And this scene I love so much. <laughs> so a man walks by holding a tray of food wearing a mustard yellow yeah. jacket. He goes into... A, through a door you don't see where he goes you just see it's andy a broom closet right? it looks definitely like he's going into a closet uh andy follows him there's like the sound of a punch or something and then two seconds later andy emerges wearing the jacket with the tray of food yes. so he managed to subdue the man not get like not dump the food on the ground steal his jacket put it on and walk out in two seconds. Yeah, more evidence of one punch Andy. <laughs> right? He's secretly a superhero. The person wearing the coat is also like a 16-year-old boy. Oh, yeah, he's and very he's, young. He's very young. He's not very big. No. And then what's weird is Andy's like a normal-sized, average-sized man. He's bigger than this kid. Yeah. But when Andy comes out of the closet, he's wearing a coat. It's not the same coat because no. it's like two sizes larger. It's actually big on Andy. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So I feel like the coat that the kid was wearing was like too small on that actor. And then they just happened to have one extra coat, which was just too big. <laughs> and they're like, what do you want to do, man? <laughs> yeah. You want big coat? You want small coat? Figure it out. <laughs> right. So we went with the big coat. He did. Yes. Well, he only has to wear it for about five seconds. So. That's true, because he now knocks on the door where Anna's being held by two guards. They've learned their lesson. They let him in. He holds the tray just so, so they can't see his face, goes to put it down, and then turns around <laughs> and chucks a plate of food into the guard's face. And it's a paper plate. Yes. <laughs> It looks like a teacher getting hit with a pie at a charity event. Right. But it's really a plate of meatloaf. And he 100% debilitates the guy oh, with this. Oh, he's down. The guy does not get up. Maybe he has an allergy to like meatloaf or something. Ma, the meatloaf! Because <laughs> like, he is out. He's they, like now one guard down, one to go. Uh, they struggle a little. Anna, you know, has a moment where she grabs the water jug and like... <laughs> it's good because she grabs a water jug okay so andy and this the other guard are are struggling and anna grabs like uh it looks like a like a metal tea kettle kind of thing and in the one shot she swings it up over her head the way like a monkey would a club yeah like psycho when he's gonna plunge yeah and it's coming from her right to her left yeah and then in the shot where you see the guy get hit, it actually comes from the exact opposite direction on like a low to up, left to right yep. hit. And it misses the guy's head probably by a good three feet. There's a lot of air in between. Yeah. But he sells it. Oh, he, he just like rolls over. He's down on the ground. 
<laughs> this is the only role he needs to get that actor's union card. <laughs> it's true. He's like, this is my moment. This is it. <laughs> yes. For the rest of my life, this is it. <laughs> uh, so, yes, now they're free. So Anna and Andy are going to escape. They head to some random staircase. This house has more hallways than any house ever. It's a haunted house. Uh, also, I noted that the wallpaper is just this glorious, Sunflowers? giant yellow flowers. <laughs> the whole thing. Repeating. It was beautiful. So bright. <laughs> like, so bright. Uh, so they decide that there's too many men, which has not been the case that we've seen. Yeah, we've seen like four of them. <laughs> right. They could easily slip away because yes. they got in very easily. Yep. Uh, but no, they're going to stay put, better hide here. We're going to wait for Hobo to go get help. So, of course, cut to Hobo. He's like watching the road. There's some guards who are walking away. And as soon as they're out of his line of sight, he like steps out with one paw and does like a look left and then a look right. It's all clear and he emerges he's in full rambo <laughs> mode definitely like we're back to that like he needs his bandana he's like in his element hunting. oh yeah <laughs> one day somebody has to name him rambo when did rambo come out <laughs> oh man when did rambo it had to have come out by 78 i'm gonna say right yeah so some at some point during the run of the show Somebody better call him Rambo. <laughs> Just saying. We'll do it in the prequel movie. We will. Absolutely. Wait. If we do it in the prequel movie, it won't make... Uh, you know what? Nothing else will make sense in that movie. <laughs> We're just going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> no explanation. Uh, so Hobo emerges and he like... But then he does get caught. The other guy... The two guys see him and they chase. So there's a little chase scene. Hobo jumps over a fence into the forest. Over, did you watch... Did you watch that fence jump? Many times. Me too. Because he like... He's obviously a very well-trained dog. So yeah. like he jumps over the fence and, and like... He tucks his back legs in as he like jumps. Yeah. So he's like he turns into like a ninety-five pound furry football as he comes over. Yes. He looks like somebody threw him and he drops like a stone. Like he just Yeah, and down. It is phenomenal. It's... If if we have some kind of capabilities to like we're on Twitter. Oh Twitter we, and Instagram. We have to put I will make a gif of that jump. And we'll put it up with the episode. Uh, yes, please. That will happen. We'll look for it. Because it is just a beautiful jump. It's it is. 10 out of 10. He's going to be in the ballet next. <laughs> That's right. He'll be part of the uh, the two-person dance. Yeah, the pas de deux. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Anna and Andy, can they're in some random stairwell where they can hear shots. And they're like, oh, no, they're going to kill him. And uh, Andy says, no, they won't. He's too smart for them. No, they won't. He's too smart for them. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's clearly been around this dog long enough to know he's no ordinary dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the goon said. <laughs> right? They know. And, of course, he's right. Yep. Uh, Hobo gets away. Did you notice they did, like, a random, really quick dog point of view shot as he was, like, coming up yeah. to the fence? It's somebody, some poor, some poor <laughs> cameraman writhing <laughs> around on his belly. Yeah. <laughs> One hand clawing forward, the other hand on the camera. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's random. But anyways, so Hobo gets under the fence and, like, takes off. He's going to go find Charlie. Uh, meanwhile, Andy and Anna hear the helicopter arriving. Uh, so now Andy decides it's the time to make a run for it. Now that more people have arrived, yeah. we're going to run. <laughs> yeah. They make it down one flight of stairs, mm -hmm. one maybe, and then they're captured again. But at least they don't slip on the carpet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then we cut back to Hobo. 
He's found the cop. He just jumps into Charlie's car. <laughs> Literally jumps right into the car. <laughs> Through the open window. Just whoop. I always wonder with these things because... In a lot of these episodes, the hobo does jump through very small spaces. Yeah. I wonder if there's an outtakes reel. We're like, <laughs> you're just watching this this poor dog. Or oh, dogs, because yeah. they have multiple. That's right. Like, do they have one job that's just a, like, one dog that's a real good jumper? I feel like, yes, they must, because that was a perfect jump before. Yeah. Great jump this time. Like, straight through yeah. the window of a cop car. Just, and lands perfectly in the yeah. seat and sits. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. I just want to know what the outtakes look like. <laughs> if anyone has them, please, please. <laughs> send them in. We'd love to see them. The show's 40 years old. <laughs> if you know what's going to come after you now. Exactly, right? You can be anonymous. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> be like WikiLeaks. <laughs> <laughs> Hobo Leaks. <laughs> Hobo Leaks. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, Charlie uh, kind of has a little conversation with Hobo. He sees the metal. He's like, oh, no, Andy went back to the house. And he knows what the metal is. Oh, yeah. He knows it's uh, it's St. Christopher. Do you know, know who St. Christopher is? So I know very little about the saints, but I'm pretty sure, isn't he the patron patron saint of travelers? He's the patron saint of travels. You're yes. right. So he's yeah. perfect for like a hobo to have, right? The more I see of Charlie, the more impressed I am. Yep. He's obviously a good cop. He's definitely got... He's yep. a lover of ballet. Exactly. <laughs> Culture. He knows his, uh, his Catholic priests. Yep. He's a learned man. He is. Yep. He's a good man. <laughs> yeah. Probably the best cop we've had so far. So far, he's definitely at vaulted to the top of the list. Okay. Especially what comes later. Top cop. <laughs> top cop. <laughs> top cop Charlie. <laughs> Uh, so then we cut to a scene of like the cop and the Russian, the dirty cop, exchanging money. Uh, Anna and Andy are being led to the chopper by the man who I called the Russian odd job. Uh, <laughs> That's very apt. Right? <laughs> He's only missing the hat. <laughs> yeah. You know who stole it? The littlest uh, hobo. Stealer of hats. hats. He does love a good hat. He steals a lot of them. Right. We will... <laughs> Next episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yes, they're getting uh, led to this chopper. The bad cop gets in his car and he's like taken off. Uh, but he hears the sirens from Charlie uh, and he stops as Charlie pulls up with Hobo riding shotgun. You know, <laughs> his deputy. <laughs> hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> uh, let's take a turn. Thank <laughs> <laughs> your lucky stars. He doesn't have thumbs. <laughs> As soon as that happens, we're all dead. That's right. It's going to be like a Planet of the Apes scenario. (laughs) German shepherds take over. (laughs) And they're all descendants of London, (laughs) the littlest hobo. Hobo. Yeah. We're all just their slaves. Oh, no. (laughs) Being walked on leashes. (laughs) They Mm. put us in precarious scenarios. (laughs) For their entertainment. (laughs) For their own entertainment. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) I don't like this world. (laughs) No, me neither. No, thank you. Uh, so the cop starts lying to Charlie um, about like what's going on. Uh, Charlie makes mention that the dog told me. I think that's as far as he gets. He says yeah. the dog told me, and the lieutenant, who's the other cop, goes, yeah. "Oh, the dog told you." Like, <laughs> which is a fair response. Yeah, to a be really honest. fair response. <laughs> like, but anyways, the dirty cop leaves again, confused that he left Charlie knowing charlie was suspicious i think there's like a <laughs> no idling sign just out of shot <laughs> right. that we can't see he's like i gotta go man i'm gonna yeah, get a ticket it's been two minutes someone's gonna give me a ticket right. i'll have to ticket myself yeah that's right <laughs> i'm a good charlie cop. you'll have to give me a ticket <laughs> yeah we'll have to ticket each other <laughs> right that'll just be a whole thing so i'm just gonna go yeah. <laughs> uh at this point charlie sees the helicopter that's taken off mm-hmm. uh, and again he's got good instincts so he radios it in uh to somebody Tells them to intercept that helicopter. 
and to call he calls her back up finally yes so he's you know he's on it uh, and then hobo runs over with the scarf he stole again he's a real klepto yep. from that man's car and this time charlie actually looks at it and realizes it has an am monogrammed on it right who else could that be but anna Austin Marcus. martin <laughs> Austin Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> the hockey player. Absolutely. <laughs> 1978. Austin Matthews. <laughs> yep, totally. <laughs> it's a whole time travel scenario. It's real weird. <laughs> yeah. And should... I mean, of all the people, Austin Matthews. Strange. <laughs> I don't know why he was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> I don't um, even really like hockey. <laughs> terrible um, comedian <laughs> when charlie calls this in he calls it on his little cb radio yeah um he he goes hey i need backup right now and a helicopter just took off from my house on the west side or wherever it is <laughs> and then he pauses for about two seconds and he goes 10-4 <laughs> nobody says anything to him i don't think they know what 10-4 does no. because the moment we get we move ahead to the next scene oh, yes. it fades out yep it starts off with him on the cb going 10-4 and then he hangs it up <laughs> and i'm like charlie i don't think you know what 10-4 <laughs> does like i think 10-4 is like an, a confirmation i like, feel like yes they're I like mean, yeah we got a burglary or uh-huh. burglary we got a burglary <laughs> <laughs> yeah 10-4 10-4 <laughs> the burglary <laughs> <laughs> it's like a minor burglary it's you know just, like, yeah a small burglary yeah. is a burglary yeah it's got some fun aspect to it yeah. you know you're gonna it's get there done and by laugh. like kids you exactly know? Like, yeah <laughs> and they're like stuck and like you know we have some... nine children <laughs> stealing from the quick mart oh yeah it's just a burglary <laughs> exactly 10-4 <laughs> i'm on it <laughs> but yes I, I don't think he knows what 10-4 means no maybe he's very new okay you know he's he's given up the ballet dream and, you know, he's started down the cop road. Right. Still doesn't know everything yet. Okay. You know, <laughs> he's got all that ballet knowledge in his head. Yeah, it's going to take a <laughs> while, you know. Uh, so he calls for the helicopter to be intercepted. And then it just immediately cuts. No dramatic scene of the rescue, of the arrest. It just cuts to Anna and Andy standing in front of the house and the men being led away into the cop cars. No mm. helicopter action. Nope. <laughs> no reinforcements. We don't get to see the lieutenant being arrested. We get nothing. It just commercial break, <laughs> and everything's done. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's hunky dory. We're just gonna wrap it up now. Super anticlimactic. Uh, Anna asks where Sport is, uh, and the hobo has left. He's taken off down the road. The music is kicking in. Andy says, "Well, you know, once a traveler, always a traveler. I guess you get the itch for the road." It's probably the best sign off so far for hobo. Yeah, he didn't disappear into Just a cloud of smoke. Non-existent smoke. Nope. Yep. Uh, yeah, and so that is the end of the episode. All right. So, uh, yes, I did have some random notes that I didn't okay. cram in there, so I'm going to do them now. Sure. One, I don't know if you noticed, the music in this episode is very random. There's, like, hobo music, then there's some, like, vaguely Russian ethnic music. Yeah. There's that random violin bit. I'm like, I don't know what was going on in that <laughs> recording studio. I think it's ingenious. I think <laughs> they're, um, you know, as you know, the, uh, as some people know, ballet and opera usually go yes. hand in hand. Absolutely. And opera makes use of uh, motifs. <laughs> and I think maybe that's what they're trying to do is they're just trying to set the whole episode up like one big ballet opera. Oh, wow. See, that went way over my head. But anyway, so that is the episode, The Defector. First of all, what did you think? 
overall um, i didn't like this episode <laughs> no i've liked all of the episodes so far yeah varying degrees this one like i've seen it twice yep and even while you were doing the recap <laughs> i was having trouble keeping it straight because it repeats itself a lot yes it's a lot of andy getting captured He's, and then freed yep. and then captured and then freed <laughs> and like it's not very exciting no not at all it, yeah so it's, i mean for I a didn't... story about like a russian defector very bland well and we both saw the preview like yeah. and the preview looked amazing because you see the guy with like the huge knife and yeah. like you see anna trying to get away <laughs> that's the most exciting part of the episode really pretty much yeah yeah i um i don't recommend this episode i would say this hobo. is you could skip this episode for sure yeah and not really be too sad about it but on the hobo harm scale that's our next segment the hobo harm (laughs) scale in which we rate how much how much harm has befallen how dangerous was this for hobo yeah how dangerous do you think it was for hobo Uh, like a one i'm gonna say maybe a two that fence jump might have been a little through the window but yeah all I could think of. I know. Otherwise, he didn't. He stole some stuff. He ran around. Ran. He slipped on that carpet. Slipped on the carpet. So, that's not intentional harm, though. <laughs> no, that's true. Accidental harm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very minimal. Should have so. nailed down that carpet. Right. It's just textbook filmmaking. Right. Don't Step they know one, anything? get a camera. Step two, nail down the, the carpets. <laughs> we d- we have to talk about our oh, hobo fight. Yes, yes. Not that we condone hobo fighting in real life. Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, I don't condone hobo fighting in real life. <laughs> but in the scenario of this episode, who would you like to see fight and why? Uh, I would like to see... I'm mixing up episodes here. <laughs> I'm going to do something a little out of the box. Ooh, I'm going right. to have Charlie the cop yep. fight Charlie the drunk. <laughs> I like it. Charlie the drunk being the drunk from episodes two and three. Yes, yeah, so if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back. They're yeah. great. <laughs> I would like to see two Charlies fight. <laughs> two Charlies fight. I think that is an excellent, an excellent choice. Okay, how about uh, yourself? I knew this was coming, and I still didn't think ahead of time to like think <laughs> about it. So I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh, I think I would like to see uh, Odd Job, the right. random Odd Job. Uh, I think I'd like to see him fight Charlie. Oh. I think they'd make an interesting Russian odd job versus yeah. Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, I'd like to see Charlie do some dance fighting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's got <laughs> real strong legs. Those calves. You Whew. betcha. <laughs> uh, and all right. So, anything else we need to chit chat about this no, episode? No, we'll have to talk about um, the next episode. Oh which yes, is called Double Trouble. And do you want me to read you a little synopsis? Please do. Okay. <laughs> so it says, with the help of his new friend, fellow gentleman of the road, Ben Smith. <laughs> Hobo saves two draft horses destined for the fertilizer plant. Uh, I'm looking forward to this episode. Me too. Awesome. Uh, all right. So are we going to do the train sign off? I guess we'll do the train sign off. <laughs> we need a new sign <laughs> And you know what? I wrote it on a cue card somewhere because <laughs> I, I keep forgetting. I got it right here. Hang on. <laughs> all right. Okay. You ready, Katie? I'm ready. All right. Ahem. Until next time, hop on that train, fellow hobos, and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care, friends. Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs>